This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Make some. It's like Jesus when he was uh, teaching and he was asking questions and. he said, how do you read it? What is the, what does the Lord want? And there was a gentleman there that said, it's to love the Lord God with all your heart, all of your mind, all of your strength. And the second is like unto it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus looked at him, he said, you are not very far from the kingdom of God. You know, I believe we're talking to people today uh, both near and far, that are not very far from the kingdom of God. You, we're making decisions about directions for about direction for twenty uh, twenty two, and that was really uh, the first chapter of Haggai. The Lord ch- really challenged, uh, confronts, but He also challenges us, encourages us uh, to look at and look at our lives, to look at where we are. Yeah where we've come from and also then to realize where we're what's next where are we going you know aren't you encouraged that we only have just begun 2022 not very far at all and i think that uh, the lord is pleased we're off to a good start headed in the right direction and i want to uh let's just let him encourage us even further uh in this in the second chapter of Haggai, and i'll read it from the uh, first verse down through to the ninth verse and and I want to break this down before we uh, read the scriptures and and we pray that God would by his spirit open our eyes to behold wondrous things things that we've wondered about how many of you got some things you're wondering about when you look down the hallway of 2022 uh there are doors on either side, aren't they? We want to pick the right ones, go in the right direction. We want to make sure that uh, what we're doing is well-pleasing to the Lord because it, the Bible says without faith, and we have to take the year by faith. Isn't that right? We don't, we don't look by sight because a lot of times, you know, things don't look like much right now, as we'll see in the Scripture. But we're not looking at just how they are right now. Mm-hmm. See? Uh, the Lord knows just exactly what he's going to do, and he wants us to trust him. And so we'd simply take that by faith. But we're going to see the problem. We're also going to see the promise. We're going to hear the heart of the provider, and he's going to give us a vision of his uh, provision uh, through his wonderful promises. The Bible says we are partaker of his divine nature through his exceedingly great and precious promises. How many of you know that there is a promise for every problem? There's a provision for every vision that God gives. Everything that you see right now, God has a provision for that, whether that's a problem or a promise. All right, let's read it. It says, On the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of God came through the prophet Haggai. Tell Governor Zerubbabel, son of Sheatiel, and High Priest Joshua, son of Je- 
Hosadak and all the people, is there anyone here who saw the temple the way it used to be all glorious? And what do you see now? Not much, right? Right? Can you look at the church in the setting of the world today? And we can see that prior uh, even to uh, 20, uh, 20, that it seemed as if that the uh, church was uh, blowing and gro- and going and growing, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a used to be that we all got used to, and when we look at it now, uh, here uh, two years uh, past and two years later, you we can look and we can say not much, right? In comparison with where and how things used to be. So we could find ourselves in the scripture. And he says, if you see not much right, now listen to God's answer to this. He said, so, that's a connecting word. He goes, you saw how it used to be, you see how it is right now. And by way of comparison, it seems less. However, he says, this is the answer, so get to work, Zerubbabel, God is speaking. Get to work, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, high priest. Get to work, all you people, God is speaking. Yes, get to work, for I am with you. Now wait just a minute now, hold on. We need you to work, God. We're, we're asking you to, you, you, this, isn't this your work? Isn't the church your work? Isn't salvation your work? Isn't uh, the kingdom of God your work? Don't you need to get to work? And, the, and God throws it right down on top of us and says, now look, you need to get to work. Now notice, this isn't me saying this to you. This is God saying this to us. All right, he says, Zerubbabel, uh, and uh, and uh, uh, Governor Zerubbabel, High Priest Joshua, and all the people. So he's including everybody in this. He he directly speaks and says, "This is the God of the angel army speaking to you all, to all of us." He said, "The answer is, you need to do something." Mm-hmm. Well, God, don't you need to do something? God does something when we do something. Yes. It, we're a lot of times religiously we're waiting for God and God is waiting for us. Yes. Now when God speaks, it is and and it is a right now word. And this is a right now word. This isn't somebody just trying to, you know, uh make something happen. But when God speaks, something is happening and we need to put that word into action. Now he says, yes, get to work for I am with you. The God of the angel armies is speaking. Put into action the word that I covenanted with you when you left Egypt. I'm living and breathing among you right now. Everybody say right now. now. See, the written word, when God breathes uh, into his written word, it becomes a right now or a rhema word. A right now word. See? Remember he started this off and said this people say right now is not the right time. But God's saying I'm saying right now. Because we tend to look at how things are. We tend to be uh, 
reasonable where circumstances and situations are concerned. And, and I'll tell you, in a world of reason, God cuts cross grain and, and calls us to live by faith, which sometimes is totally unreasonable. Unreasonable. But it makes perfect sense to God. And for those who live by faith, it makes perfect sense. See, that's when a word is believed, the proof that it's been received is we put it into action. We begin to act on it. God says, well, if you really believe what I'm telling you, then you need to act like it. What would... What would that look like in our lives? He said, go to work. Do the work. Put the word into action. Work the word. Work the word that I'm speaking to you. And you'll find that the word is, it does work. Why? Because God's working. He said, I am with you. This is what the God of the angel army says, before you know it. Everybody say, before you know it. I will shake up the sky and earth, ocean and fields, and I'll shake down all the godless nations. Now, there you go again. Now, we can't stand no more shaking, God. I'll tell you what. Now, we're just looking for some stability here. You know, well, (laughs) I would have thought by now he would have come down, and so would the gas prices and the food prices and the coronavirus and everything else I would have thought the lines would have stopped I would have thought I would have thought I would have thought you know but you know uh, this old world is a shaking and a quaking under the weight of sin under the weight of disobedience under the weight of the consequences of the choices of ignoring and rejecting God I know that that's a strong word, but you know these are strong times, aren't they? What we're facing is no, sissies can't stand up to this. You buckle down and knuckle down under fear, and I'll tell you what, you will be destroyed. The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Oh, you got to think differently in these days, because if you think you are, you'll be that. Hmm. He says once more. He said, "I'll." He said, "I'll." Before you know it, I'll shake down. But the shaking is to shake down all the godless nations, and they'll bring bushels of wealth. And I will fill this temple with splendor. God of the angel army says so. I own the silver and I own the gold. Decree of God of the angel armies. Now that's a pretty bold statement right there. I mean, you know. Reckon God doesn't realize that there are reservoirs of wealth that are in wicked hands. Yeah, he said that that it's being held for the day when he can find somebody there to use it for the right purpose and it will be released. He'll shake it down because it belongs to him. But he's looking for a people to give that provision to that is for the purpose. That's for the purpose. He's not talking the whole world here. He's talking to his people, to the church, to you, to me. And then he goes this, this temple, the same temple that they're looking at right now that used to be, and now it is like it is, and you look and say not much, right? He says, this temple, 
And he's talking about your life. He's talking about my life. He's talking about our lives together as the church. He's also uh, talking in that uh, in that greater measure, not just of a spiritual place, but also a natural and even a physical place called his temple or God's house that's for the family. He said, this temple, he said, is going to wind up more glorious than the first one. There's more glory to that God has in mind. But you know, when it's full of, when the temple is, is cluttered and and uh, crowded and full of junk. He he got to he got to clear some things out, isn't that right? Clear some things up. How many of you can see a little clearer uh today than you did uh before after the shaking gets done you you could see boy everything that weren't nailed down. All that temporary stuff got moved around, didn't it? And, and you're left with holding on to bedrock. What is permanent? What matters most? Isn't that right? Oh, I'll tell you, aren't you glad that, you know, the shaking may shake some folks off of your life, out of your life. Oh, the, it may shake out some wrong ideas and wrong believing and all of that kind of stuff, uh, deceptions and perceptions and you know uh aren't you glad that that uh, uh God has shake loose that doubt and fear and unbelief in your life and you gotta you gotta let rise up what what do you believe what is bedrock for you what is permanent in your life see uh if everybody else goes I'll tell you there's one that will stay closer Jesus will run to you he won't run from you Aren't you glad like Paul said, he goes, they all forsook me, but the Lord stood by me. Aren't you glad that God will stand by you? Oh, I couldn't get a hold of the pastor. I don't have his number, but you know, you can always call. You know, dial up the area code, Mark, Luke, Matthew, and John. Isn't that right? You can, you could just, you could just dial up. Say 911, Jesus, and here he'll come on the run. When you can't get a hold of, of us, you can get a hold of him. Have you ever called somebody and, and uh, uh, their voicemail was full? Couldn't leave a message. But you know the Lord is attentive unto your cry. All you've got to do is say, Jesus! Like blind Bartimaeus. Jesus! Hush now, you're bothering him. You ain't bothering him when you're hollering for help. I mean, and you know, he knows the difference between the roar and the din of the crowd and when somebody, one voice beside the road is saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. When you know who he is, see, he is the one that you look to when, and he will, and he stopped. It said, Jesus stopped. I have to cry out in there. He said, this temple is going to end up far better than it started out, a glorious beginning but an even more glorious finish, a place in which I will hand out wholeness and holiness, decree of God of the angel armies. Now listen, aren't you glad that God's not going to leave you like you are right now? Aren't you glad that when you got born again, what a glorious beginning, but there's even more of a glorious finish. God doesn't end anything on a negative. Well, things don't look so good right now. Hold on, because the one who is just too good, so good, amen, too good not to believe, isn't finished with you yet. 
the world says, well, now, see, you know, uh, we're going to silence you, mask you, hide you, put you, tell you you're not relevant, then tell you you're not necessary. Oh, oh, my. You're pouring, you're pouring gas on a fire. See? Just like the devil did in the, in the book of Acts. He killed Jesus, buried him, but you know something happened. Something he wasn't counting on. The Bible says if he had known, they never would have crucified Jesus. Because what he didn't realize was, you know, oh no. Oh no. On the day of Pentecost, 120, acting like little Jesuses. I mean, same spirit in them was, was in Jesus. The Holy Ghost was given. Isn't that right? Let me remind you, this 500 were invited. Why was it only 120 that showed up? 500 he personally appeared to and invited them and only 120 had time. Believed what he said. Now, if you had your choice of, of which one you, do you want to be there with an excuse that says, you know, if I really had a known, I just didn't, you know... I wasn't sure that you meant what you said. Of course he did. Many are called, but few are chosen. We got to choose the Lord. Isn't that right? God chooses those that choose him. Amen. So what do you see right now? Well, you know, not much. Then we're going to have to live by faith, aren't we? There's provision. Look at what he says about the provider. He said this. He said, I am with you. I know just what I'm going to do. I'm going to shake things up. I'm going to shake it on out. See, the silver and the gold are are mine. Because I'm sure they were probably looking at, remember, that they were coming from a place of survival. He had just delineated for them in the first chapter. He goes, you know, you sowed a lot, you reaped a little, you're in a bad situation. You're in a place of famine and lack. I want you to think about how we got there, why we're here. And he said, now now I'm telling you, get to work. And say, get to work with what? With what? My time, my energy, uh, my, you know, uh, I'm committed on every side just to survive. This was their situation. You know, but we have to take the Lord at his word and take it by faith, don't we? It's when we start to do what God tells us to do that you'll start to see God involved. He waits for us to move in that direction. Some of you don't believe me. It's okay. I'm going to take just a minute. I'm not going to holler and preach at you. I'm going to teach you. What did he tell the children of Israel with Joshua? He told the priests, you know, uh, I wrote a song, and in that song it says just... It says, just tell them old preacher boys to stick in their toe. And out across the Jordan wide, you should surely go. See, he said, when the priest, he said, it, the Jordan was at, at, at flood stage. And he said, you, he said, those that are called to live by faith, he goes, take a step of faith. Put your foot in that flood stage water. And then it opens up for you. With Moses standing there, you know, uh, uh, at one point he said, quit praying and start moving. They had to move in the direction, at the direction of God. 
Are you listening? And there's always a correction, you know, uh, of direction when we're maybe just, you know, not quite. Mm -hmm. Near, but not quite. Let's read Ephesians, uh, the uh, fifth chapter, in the 14 through 7. I'll let Pastor uh, Pastor Sandy read that. It's over here, uh, five, up here, right here, down through 17. That's right there. Wake up, wake up from your sleep. Climb out of your coffins. Christ will show you the light. So watch your step, use your head, make the most of every chance you get. These are desperate times. Don't live carelessly, unthinkingly, Make sure you understand what the master wants. Understand what the master wants. Now he's showing us, and speaking pretty plainly and clearly here in Haggai, and uh, here in Ephesians he says, wake up from your sleep. You know, apathy, apathy, being passive, just... You know, covering up our head and hoping it'll all go away and someday it'll all turn out. That's not, you know, uh, that that's the devil trying to lay uh, the church low, put the church in a coffin and bury it. He still doesn't get the picture that there's resurrection life. Mm-hmm. Now here's what the Lord is saying. Understand, he says, wake up from your sleep, climb out of your coffin. How are you going to climb out of your own coffin? Except by resurrection life. I'm speaking right now that God resurrect the work he began in you. The one that where he, began, he created you on two good works to do a work for him. The works that Jesus described are greater than the works that he did. I pray that God bring a resurrection that. See, because when you get in survival, you know, like the widow woman and the prophet came and said, give me uh, uh, some uh, a little bit first. Hook up with the work of God. Help support the work of God. And she said, cause she, because her plan was, she goes, I don't have nothing uh, to give. I'm down to my last. I'm just trying to survive. And I'm all the way at the place where me and my son are going to eat this last meal. Then we're going to die. She's, she's already in her own mind, in her own coffin and burying her son with her. You see the mentality that's there, the thought pattern that's there, what's reasonable, because those were the facts in her life. Yet here comes a prophetic word from a man of God and simply says this, okay, you can do that, but before you go on with your plan, hook up with God's plan. And if you will do that, he told her, he goes, I understand your problem, but I'm telling you the provider is saying, if you will... Do this work together. Do one little work. Give me a little bit first. He said the oil uh, cruise will not run dry and the barrel will the barrel will not be empty. Glory. What's he saying? All the silver, all the gold's mine. Whatever you need to do the work, I'm going to provide it for you. And if it takes supernatural, it will just be supernatural. Yes, yes. I'll make it happen. But you got to you got to do something for me first. 
and then watch what I do for you. Because we're living in a time when you're going to need your faith in his ability to make the supernatural happen. Amen? I'm not too far off. Some of you want some baloney. You went over to Walmart, and I mean, it ain't ain't there. Isn't that right? You don't know where it is. Is it coming from China, still in a container out in California? Did the truck driver get stuck in the snow out in Wisconsin? What difference do it make? What do it matter? Like the old Waylon Jennings song. What do it matter? Ain't no baloney. Yes, you stop the clerk. Where? Hey, you know, what? What's up? What up? I need to. I came. There's nothing on the shelf. I don't know. <laughs> but God knows what He's going to do, doesn't He? These are times you got to live by faith. Take it by faith, not by what you see, but by Him who we're looking to. Faith in his ability to make things happen. Now, he says, watch your step. Use your head. So there has to be a rethink and a, and a reconsidering and a reevaluating, a reassessing in our lives. Given the facts, we're going to have to find some truth here. And God's truth, listen, will change the facts. Don't let the facts alter God's truth because they contradict one another. Stay with the truth. Continue in his word and you'll know the truth. This is a time to draw near and put God's word into action. And it can't just be one word that we've heard. It needs to be hearing and hearing and hearing. Restock your own shelves. Have you found uh, that uh, during these times uh, of, you know, uh, really troublesome times, uh, times of duress and uh, distress in the world? Well, I don't believe that. Well, goodness sakes, you know, look, folks driving down the road with a mask on. Now, what? now look, I'm not making fun of that. I'm just saying, making light of that. What is it? That's stress and duress. Isn't that right? See, you know, turn on, the, turn on the news. We're living in, as the Bible says, and as this says uh, right, um, right here, it says these are desperate times. These are perilous times. You also don't hide our head. Faith faces the facts. These are troubling and troubled times. Times of trouble. Amen? They really are. I can, I'm not going to change that. You're not going to change that. But what we are going to change is the direction we're going in. I'm telling you, all that stuff is not for you. That direction is not uh, for you and I. Let's, uh, can you read out of uh, the Amplified Bible? We're going to go over to uh, Romans. Pastor Cindy's going to read that. And... Uh, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. That? Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, 
to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Amen. These are times when we have to prove for ourselves what God wants. What is God's will? What, what does God want? Well, uh, this word to this house right now in Haggai is, the answer is, he says, reconsider, rethink, reevaluate, recess what has happened. Where you are today. And then let's make a decision about the direction that we're going to go in. Because God's purpose does not change. You are here for his purpose. Or you're here for your own. The best that we can do on our own. We can make some headway, but it's only survival. That's all it is. It's just survival. Real thriving is that we live for eternal purposes. Is that our, our reward, we understand the requirement is to live for God and the truth. But there, are, there is an eternal reward. Eternal life not just for ourselves, but for others that we are called to influence. That we are going to be the proof of what really is good. Of what is acceptable. One translation says well pleasing. Acceptable is well pleasing. Uh, and the perfect will of God. If we could have uh, Kim to bring us up that uh, prop down here. The piece of cardboard. And let's read this same scripture out of uh, the message Bible. And this is the Lord speaking to us. We're, we're really looking for what does God want? What does God want me to do? It says this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, and going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Let me, let me, uh, you know, let me just maybe unpack this just a little bit and help us. You know, what we do here on Sunday is wonderful. I mean, it really is. But this is not just, this is one part of our worship to God. Our everyday life is to be set before him. And when we get up and say, God, what I do, I do for you because you have done this for me. You gave me breath today. You gave me a car to ride in, a house to live in, clothes on my back. You fed me, you know, uh, that I would be able to worship you, thanks, give thanks to you, be grateful to you, and prove to the world that there is a God that I'm looking to who's a good God. 
and enjoy the work that we have. The work that you have is a witness. That's a platform for our witness. God uniquely gifted each and every one of you with specific skills and abilities. Then that is from God. And when we offer that as a sacrifice to God, it's not only a worship, it's also a witness. Listen, and it's a work. We're working for God. You might be working for that guy and you, and you, you know, and you don't like him. <laughs> well, you know, don't shoot yourself in the foot. In the, in the foot, you know, you're there to learn to love. Love him and pray for him and bless him. Amen. He can't hold you back. Why are you looking to a man as your source? He can't hold you back. The Bible said even as a, uh, there were slaves back in that day. And he said, if you, whatever condition you're in, if you if find yourself as a slave, he said, don't look to, he said, change position and condition. Serve God right there. He said, because knowing this, that your real master is the Lord. Doing your work as unto the Lord. Amen. Isn't that right? Let me say this about, you know, uh, on Monday we celebrated Martin Luther King uh, Jr.'s day. I thank God that we have a day of remembrance, you know. But let's remember this. The man lived a life of sacrifice. What He would much rather have you and I be given to, that our lives given like his, to believing like that. Living like that. Being a witness and a worshiper of God and doing a work for God. Amen. You may not can, you may not gonna change the culture and society, but you can let God change you. And you will make a difference. Amen. Thank God this. Listen, black, yellow, green, purple, pink, you know, I mean, love, uh, you know, created us all. What colors love? All of them. What colors God? All of us. Amen? Are you hearing? That's not the focal point. The focal point of, uh, of that was that there is, is that because men see only on the outside, but God sees the heart. We make much of, of what doesn't matter that much. Because in God, listen now, in God, see, the outside's not the issue. It's truth and mercy and what's right. Amen. It took a man of God to be the seed. Before Martin Luther King was anything else, he was God's man. A Christian who was consumed, you know, with the purpose of God. And he did something. He did He did what he could with the strength that he had and boy God took that didn't he and it's worth commemorating absolutely but beyond just a day off are you listening or a sense of injustice still as long as we're in this world you will never get justice in the world's justice system but aren't you glad that we're in the world but not of it we have a higher justice we have the judge who knows and does what's right. We have the advocate who is Jesus. Our advocate. Amen. And he knows just what to do. 
and I love you and you love me, but you know it really doesn't matter that much for us to be judging by one another if all we're doing is comparing ourselves with each other on the outside. Because I'll tell you, God knows that heart. God knows what's on the inside. God knows who he made you to uh, be. And he stationed you specifically in the race, in the culture, in the time, in the geography, in the family, and in the church, and in this day for his purposes. Amen. Now, I can't maybe change everything and everyone, but I can let God change this one and change things around me. Amen. And that's how you really, how we really honor, you know, greater love has no man than this, that he laid down his life. I was listening to his speech and he said, you know, uh, talking about the vision and he saw uh, the promised land and he said, I may not get there with you. Speaking of, like Jesus spoke of, you know, uh, uh, the sacrifice that he would make. That he would make. Amen? Don't tell me that man didn't live by faith. (laughs) Glory to God. These are the glorious ones, the Bible says, and who we should keep company with them. Amen? Same heart, same page, same mind. Just in case you wondered what we believe about it. Amen. Just in case you wonder where Pastor Sandy and I stand. And I know where you stand as well. I look at you and I thank God. You know there's some folks that are. You know have taken issue uh, with that. But I look around and I, I see. Look at what the Lord has done. In spite of what the world's trying to do. Amen. The world will try to separate us, but God just pulls us tighter together. Isn't that right? Amen. In the bond of love and peace. All right. Let's, uh, let's, the best thing that we can do for embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for you, for him. Just be who you are. Do what you do. Go in the strength that you have. Do the work that he calls you to do. There's no such thing as sacred and secular. It's all a sacrifice to God. Quit, let there be a, a, a separating line. See? For God, it's all holy. When we separate it unto Him. And say, God, this is for you. It's from you. He goes on to say, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. Let's uh, uh, look at this. Pastor Sandy and I were um, were talking about this. And um, if the Bible says in one place that, that there is a bullseye. How many of you know the bullseye? There are numbers on this. One is 8, 9, 10. And I reckon that one must be 25 or something. I mean, it's, can you all see this? Pastor Sandy. Amen. She's like Vanna White here today. So wonderful. <laughs> I always have someone pretty showing the prop, and then you get attention to it. Uh, but this really does, you know, uh, the, what the Bible's talking about here, the Lord's saying, you know, I mean, that we need to just, 
you know, make some adjustments. Maybe not a huge adjustment, but some some incremental adjustments that, you know, there's the world's way, which is out here in the eight and nine ring. But, you know, and God is good, isn't he? He's good to all. God doesn't want any to perish. God reigns on the just and the unjust. God doesn't want nobody going hungry, you know, uh, being uh, out in the cold, all that. God is good to all. That's the good will of God. The good will of God is God is good to all. And you're, we're not going to keep him from having his way where he doesn't want any to perish. God is, uh, is, is always the one that's there to help. Isn't that true? But, you know, when we, when we determine to move our life, and it's kind of, you know, there, when, this error represents movement. You know, we make the first move. God says something to us, and then we, when we, Put that word into action. It's going to look like a movement in our, uh, in our life. To where we want to move out of that general good will of God. And let me qualify this way. You know, people, people believe religiously, you know, that God is a bad, mean, ugly, quick to kill you God. Well, if that were true, I'll tell you what. Now, we w- nobody would be here. Isn't that right? You know, if God was just into fry and die, I mean, you know, I mean, he's outside there just waiting for you to step outside because, you know, you messed up on Tuesday and, you know, boom, there, I got you. Being a hypocrite coming to church. just me- Let me just tell you something about that, too. You know, aren't you glad you're not here because you're so right? You're dependent that you did everything right, therefore you qualify, you know, to come in and, and draw near and all that. And you know, you know, uh, <laughs> we got our little granddaughter with her and she messed her britches. You know, they do that. Messed up bad. I mean, you know, you could tell. And uh, we don't say, get out of here. You stinky little thing, dirty, dirty, nasty. No, you go, come here. Come here. Let's get that fixed. See, I know just what to do. Come here. See, you're going to be happy. You're clean. And who cleans her up? The ones that love her. Who cleans you and I up? The one that loves us. If we mess up, you know what he does? He just says, come here. Come here. Let's, get, let's work this out. And he's, we're, you know, I mean, just gentle and soft and, you know, caring and kind. That's God. Amen. We were sitting in the office there and <clears throat> she, uh, she just gave me just a hug, you know, that a baby does just lay on you, just give me a hug. And uh, uh, I'm going to tell you what, now, you, you just turned the whole world upside down for that one thing. While we were worshiping God, you know, I just, I just, you know, I just had to close my eyes because I, I couldn't be distracted. I needed to focus my attention on the one that I was worshiping. And I just, I just wanted the Lord to feel that same thing. I just want to, like John, lean on your breast, just give you a hug. I just want to hug on you, Lord, and love on you because you've been so good to me. You changed my dirty mess. You blessed me. You helped me. Amen. But we want to move 
our life. Always run to God. Don't run from God. You're not condemned. He, he will deal with your accusers, the accuser of the brethren, those that would condemn you and kill you for it. He would deal with them, see? But then he'll look to us and he'll say, where are your accusers? See, really no one has the right to accuse you before God. No one. Are you hearing? Because there's no one without sin. There's no one that doesn't stand before God guilty of something that they need forgiveness for as well. A wonderful song, Your Forgiveness, is like, uh, it's sweet on my lips, you know. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm forgiven. I'm redeemed. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm loved. I'm accepted. Why? All because I'm forgiven. It's your forgiveness, God. Amen? So we move our life, though, and we create movement. You know, we want to come out of, you know, where the Lord says, you know, uh, uh, that's good. That's good. You know, there are times that people will, you know, there, there are are. You know, times when you just kind of nod in and nod, just say, well, that, that, that's good, you know. But you know inside that's not the best, but that's good. That's good, you know. Pastor, I'm coming to church, you know, one of these days. That's good. That's good. Amen. I'll look for you. Amen. But when you actually come, go, man, that's well-pleasing. I'll tell you, God's glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. You came to hear and be healed, see? But we want to we move out of just that general thing of that's good into what's, what's well-pleasing to the Lord. And you know, uh, the Lord's always like this. I believe this. He's going, you know, it's a little closer. Come here. Come here. A little closer. A little closer. I want you to hear my heart. I want to show you something. I want to tell you something. Yeah. I want to reveal something to you. I want to help you come closer until he go, ah, that's perfect. Now, see, you've heard my heart and it's changed your heart. You, you understand what I think about it and now that's what you think. And that's perfect. You couldn't be any more perfect, are you listening, in God's eyes than you are right now. But I'll tell you, if you're over here, make a move in 2022. Let's aim for the bullseye. Where I enjoy the presence of God, where I enjoy the person of doing life together uh, with Him, of... You know, I'm not just going to try, have to and try to work this thing out on my own. But I'm going to, I'm going to work. What, what do you want to do today, Lord? Amen. You good with that? Well, and if you'll notice. Here, let me hold it. If you, but I'll hold it If up. you notice the areas are wider here, but it gets real small when we get there. And that's the perfect will of God. That doesn't make it impossible, what God is saying, though. But when you get into my perfect will, following me with all of your heart, that's the best place to be, you know? 
See, we can, if we're not careful, we can get all, you know, out here and think that that's all okay and, well, God still loves me. It doesn't matter, but it does matter because the more we get into that center, when we hit that bullseye, get into his perfect will, you'll hear things you've never heard. You'll see things you've never seen. You'll experience miracles, you know, that are above and beyond anything we could ever think or man, uh, imagine. And this is the place where we will reach more people. And that's what it's all about, the kingdom of God. Amen. The right priorities and the right project, the right why, and the right what, for the right who. Now listen, uh, you know, maybe in your life, like in our lives, I know, you know, uh, when we reassess and, and rethink and uh, reevaluate where we are, you know, is there a desire even in your heart, you know, uh, like as in our hearts, say, you know, God, I just believe that you, I don't believe that where I am right now, that everything in my life is in agreement or perfect alignment with the assignment that you have for me. Because you have assigned us to have life, 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 and more life. You have assigned us to be blessed, 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 and to be more of a blessing than we are right now. We're not making a performance thing, but we are making it a priority, you know, to have more of your heart, to love like you love, to think like you think, to see like you see, and to do like you do. I mean, that's a heart desire. I don't believe that's from the enemy. I don't believe that that is something we just thought up on our own. I think that's God working within us, causing us both to want to, because that's what God wants. God's greatest in, in enjoyment in life and pleasure in life is the prosperity of his servants, his servants, sons and daughters. God takes the, his greatest pleasure, his greatest joy is to see you walking in the truth is knowing the truth about him and sharing that truth, not only for yourself, but giving that truth away to other people because uh, it's not only freeing for us, it's freeing for them. You know God wants people free from fear, free from, uh, you know, uh, free from distress and from disaster and destruction. And we have that in the world today. We may have that in our own life in different arenas and different areas. But God knows exactly what he wants to do. And he's saying, let's make a little correction here at the center. See, and from that, everything else will find its proper place. Let's get the priorities and the projects straight. Lined up, perfectly aligned with God. And then wait and see. Watch and see. This is a. This really is a, a year of when you're following someone, you kind of have to watch and wait for them to lead and direct. Correct. Amen. Amen. So our eyes are on the Lord right now. We've set ourselves to understand. I believe that these, you know, these uh, 
past few uh, weeks, these past few Sundays, have been uh, the Lord showing us. Uh, He's looking in this direction, and he wants us to look in the same direction uh, as him. It's time to get to work, to do what we're called uh, to do. What would that... What would that look like? Well, it would be that I take my every day walking around, rising, sitting down and, and rising up life, and I place it as a worship, as a sacrifice to him, that I embrace what he has done for me, and that, I, uh, and that that's the best thing that I can do for him, that whatever I do, I'm doing it for him because it's from him, see? And that there's no, it's not just what you do in the church, though you need to do something in the family. For the family. For the house. This is just a house, but it's more than a house. It becomes a home, a church home for a church family. It's for the family. Amen. And it's a physical representation, really, a visible expression of an invisible spiritual priority and purpose in our lives. And when we join God in his work, you know, the temple was glorious. Isn't that right? You and I, our lives are to be glorious and victorious for the Lord. And and we need to, you know, uh, we need to... Uh, uh, even with this physical house, uh, you know, make some changes and some rearranges and, and get ready because company's coming. God's inviting lots and lots and lots of people. Well, I just don't see it. Well, you got to take it by faith. When they come, we want them to be welcome. Isn't that right? We don't want any distractions. So when they come, they go, wow, this looks good. This is nice. This is, what, this, is, this is what God wants. If God lived in a place, he would live in a place like this. Now, God's lived with me in a $50 a month shack. Amen? But we're not living there no more. See? You know, he goes to helping things around there. And... Uh, you know, no, God is not limited to buildings, but God's had buildings. Amen. And it just gives us a physical assignment, you know, uh, for spiritual alignment uh, with him. So all of those things are, are you know, uh, in the works. And we're, we're believing God where those things are concerned. And I know that God's uh, words have found good ground today in your heart. And I want to encourage you and challenge you a bit with this. You know, if not who, if not you, then who? God sent you. He said, you are the ones I've chosen. Now you do the work. Here's the answer. You're waiting on me, but I'm waiting on you. And when you start, you'll find I'm right there with you. And I'll make things happen that look impossible right now, but I'm going to remind you I'm God. Amen. We brought our tithe and offering in today, you know, and it was and and uh, uh, we're you know it was out of miracle money. I'm so glad, you know, uh, that uh, uh, I'm believing God for miracle money. How many of you need miracle money? Miracle provision. 
There's nothing like there's nothing like standing in the middle of a miracle. There also is nothing like having to stand for a miracle. Amen. But you know what? What are you doing? Proving God's God. God's good. God will provide what he promised. God will do what he said he'll do. You'll do what you say you're going to do. Amen. If you're not a tither, let me encourage you. Live by faith. This is your year. Be a tither. Don't try it. Just be one. Amen. Just say, I'm just going to prove God in this. I'm going to prove out his good, acceptable will. And I know in these times and days, uh, you know, it's difficult because there are shortages all around. But I'm going to tell you what, you'll always come up short if you've got the devourer in your business. You need God to shut him down. Shut him up and shut him down. How does he do that? Get over in the blessing. Get way over in the blessing. Don't just stick your foot in the door. Get all the way out there in the middle. See if the devil can reach you there. Amen. Now there you go talking about money. Well, turn the TV on there talking about it too. How they ain't going to give it to you. Well, I think there might be a fourth stimulus round. No, it's clickbait, honey. They ain't coming. They ain't coming. Now see, the, the old folks laugh. They know. <laughs> Isn't that right? They've been there before. Glory be to God. Well, they're going to give me a raise. Yeah, they already took it away. Before you ever got it, it was spent. Better get over here with God who will help you to live abundantly. Amen. We're, we're, we're in the days of famine. I'm tell you what, now there are miracles to be had. And there's nothing like proving that God is who God said. He said, it's all mine. I'm going to make it happen for you. But here's what I want you to do. The provision is for the vision. Bring it in the house. So it will be a home for the family. That's what we're about. Amen. Glory be to God. Well, let's pray for you, especially for those that are out there uh, today. Uh, you know, I, uh, Sandy and I, we gave our heart. Pastor Ron's going to come. We, we gave our heart to the Lord in February, the month of February of 1983, uh, some 30 um, Nine years ago, in just a few weeks, and but the setup was, you know, uh, uh, that was an event. It was a, it was a moment, but it was, it was, it interrupted a process that God had been working on us. God had been pulling us closer to Himself. Lots of witnesses and lots of works uh, along, uh, along the way. And of course, since uh, since them as well, but you know, Christmas people start really uh, reevaluating, maybe rethinking, reassessing their position and their condition. And then here we trip over into a new year, and again, people kind of reassess and and reevaluate and rethink uh, where they are. Isn't it interesting that the Lord, His first words to a fallen, disobedient man and woman that hide because we're afraid we hide from God. We hid ourselves. This, his, first, his first question was, where are you? Where are you? you know, here we send in the the, even the world acknowledges, you know, that we, we have a, 
we've got a we've got a new opportunity, a new option, a new a new opening, a brand new year. Where am I? And where do I go from here? Let me ask you, where do you go from here? What's next for you? I'll tell you, God's still calling. Where are you? Because He's set a place at the table for you. There's a door with your name on it. There's a God who wants to be your Savior. There's a cross that is the proof of His great love for you that there's nothing, 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 not high nor low, not near or far, not under the earth or in the earth or above the earth, not an angel, not a demon. There's nothing and no one that could ever separate you from that love except you yourself not believing in it. The Bible says believe the love that God has for you. And I pray right now the Holy Spirit is shedding that love in your heart, just pouring that into your life. Come to Jesus. There's never been a better time than right now. Let's let's set aside the someday and let's make it today. If you hear his voice, and I know you do. Oh, he's been working on you a long, long time and you've tried everything else. Let's let's give Jesus the opportunity that he so desires. Change everything. And this is the one thing that will change everything in a moment's time. You'll open your heart. Pray this simple prayer. Mean it from your heart. And let's let God make the greatest miracle happen for you. Dear Jesus, come into my life. I want to unlock the door. No more reasons why not. No more excuses. God, I give up. I surrender. I believe that you love me. I need you. I need you now more than ever. I can't change myself, but I'm believing you can. And if you will, I promise I'll follow you. Change me from the inside out. And I thank you for it, Jesus. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, I'm going to tell you this is a brand new start for you. Not a new page, but a new life. And we'd love to help you in any way that we can. We're here for you. And we can help you to know and to grow in the grace and in faith in Him. Help you with your walk, just like a, 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 a brand new born again a uh, person is like a brand new baby. We've got to learn to take our first steps, learn how to eat, learn how to be cared for and loved and grow up in Him and all things. And we're here to help you. We really, truly do want to. You need a church home. You need the family. You don't have to live like an orphan anymore on the outside. Come on on to the inside and just let God love on you. Let us love on you. 
Until the next time, my prayer for you, our prayer for you, is that you would have a heart that's at rest because you are so very, very blessed. There we go. Thank you, guys. Our ushers are going to serve you if you need to go. We understand that. But we're going to take communion today. We don't do this, uh, you know, just by rote or ritual. I, I believe that the Lord really, he said, as often as you do this, remember me. But in the Bible, in the scripture, it was really, it was uh, reserved for very special intersections and times, moments and movements in uh, in the kingdom of God and I uh, know and believe this for you and for, uh, for ourselves that uh, having, having done what was required is simple obedience uh, these last 21 days which is what? The principle of we seek first the kingdom of God. We're seeking God's will, what God wants for our lives and committing ourselves uh, to that. The, this is a, a communion is a sign, uh, an acknowledgement. Uh, it is a partaking of alignment and agreement with uh, God's assignment uh, for our lives. And uh, Jesus offered it to his disciples. Moses offered it to the people uh, of Israel. And it was, they were, they were uh, prepared and ready to follow God. To just follow God into what he wanted for their life. So that's how we're going to do this today. It is a powerful, powerful thing. Uh, it's a wonderful uh, uh, thing of release of God's power, uh, God's uh, covenant in our life of, of uh, what God wants to do. Uh, for you in 2022 we're simply going to acknowledge him the Bible says as often as you do this remember me and it is the meal that heals so I want you to you're gonna you know you're gonna need your health aren't you it's your greatest wealth you're gonna need your health uh, to do all that God's asked you to do I uh, heard a, a, a man um, I heard it through the grapevine you know Pastor Sandy goes and and, uh, 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 you know, gets fluffed and buffed every once in a while. And, you know, that's the, I'll tell you, if you want to hear something, that's the grapevine to be listening to uh, because women know, don't they? And uh, any, anyway, um, it's, uh, um, uh, there was a lady there that said uh, that they had just, and they were uh, in their more mature years and simply said that, uh, I was getting my hair done. Yeah. Okay, so for anybody that doesn't understand what that means. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That got a rise out of you. Fluffing but I call it fluffing It You know, same thing, but hair done. And this lady said that her husband had inherited some family and he had to pay for it, uh, for, bought it from his sister. And it was an expansion. Um, and then he said he was going to have to live, what, 125 or something like that. He said to uh, get all the work that he had to do done. I thought, now that's a vision right there. 
He said, I'm just going to have to live to be 125. And of course, you're going to need your health to do that. Health is your greatest wealth. And God wants, this is a meal that heals, guys. It really is. Uh, The broken body of Jesus was so that your body would be made whole and sound. What God said in the promise in this temple. And I'm telling you, in this house, wholeness and soundness uh, and holiness, peace and prosperity is going to increase in 2022. God said so. He declared that. He goes, and in this place, I will hand out wholeness and peace. Prosperity, see, and holiness, amen. God will separate you and I. How many of you need to be separated from some uh, uh, malfunction and malady in your life? Isn't that right? Amen. Well, don't misunderstand. God's able to do that, isn't he? I mean, God will renew your strength. The Bible says your youth, your strength. Uh, like the eagles. Now you're just looking at that God's going to turn your gray hair back, you know, uh, back to its original color. That's not what he's talking about. He said he'll renew your strength. Yes. The, the days of your youth, your, your vigor, see, you'll, you'll, be, you, you'll have strength and power, enthusiasm. Believe that you can, don't know that you can't. That kind of stuff, all inclusive with it. How many of you would like that? To be, if you're just if you're going to be alive, let's be alive, alive. There's nothing like a man or a woman who's alive, alive, and God's able to do that. Isn't that right? He is. So, Father, we just thank you for the meal that heals, and we're going to believe that we receive healing, not just for ourselves here, but Lord, every person that's attached to this house, every person that Lord uh, that right now in our uh, community that is looking to you, we're going to release our faith for healing, wholeness, and soundness to come to them, separate them from this plague and malady and malice that's out there in the world right now in the name of Jesus from this fatigue and this frustration that is so prevalent in our, our in our society, this stress and strain. Lord, we just thank you right now that we just receive your highest and your best, which is wholeness and soundness in our physical bodies, in our soul being restored, and our spirits being strong in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake together. We give you thanks for it, Lord. We believe that we receive it when we prayed. So what we say from now on is that, God, I need you to heal me. We thank you that you have healed us. We thank you, Lord, that uh, uh, it might look like that that, uh, in some instances our body may say, well, you're going backwards, but we don't know we're on the gain, Lord. We're recovering. We're getting better. Well, I might not feel better. It don't matter. I'm faithing better in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's just going to have to come on up. I said it's just going to have to come on up. Because I am the healed and made whole of God. By the stripes that wounded him, I have been made healed and I have been healed and made whole. Amen. Manifestation miracles are in the making right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Sometimes you just have to pay no attention to the bad news. 
You just have to only believe and keep on walking. You keep on walking. You keep on working. Like, like Kenneth Hagin said, he, he said, Now, Lord, you know I believe, Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24. He said, I'll tell you right now, if you came right now and told me that I didn't believe it, I would have to call you a liar, sir. He said, because I'm believing it with all my heart. I, I am believing this. And he said, the Lord said, well, he said, a healed man wouldn't be laying in the bed. He's paralyzed. He's, he's, he's diagnosed with an uncurable blood disease and, and a heart failure. Heart condition. And the Lord said, well, uh, what is he saying? If you believed it, you need to act like it. He said, I, he said, I threw those covers back and he said, and I dragged them, them useless limp limbs over across that bed and put them on the floor. And he said, and when I did, he said, I felt strength come into my body. Oh, somebody needs to hear what I'm telling you today. Are you listening? You gotta act on this word that you heard when God put you out of Egypt. That is not for you. All these diseases that are in Egypt are not for you. Wholeness and healing and health is for you. But you got to act like it. Well, how am I going to act like I, I'm sick? Do you want God to agree with you that you're sick? Because you're done if he agrees with you. Why don't you agree with him that you're well and you'll be well? By faith. Everybody say by faith. Now you're in the right place if you want to learn how to live by faith. And you know you don't have to do much, you know. I mean, my little dog understands that when I get the food out and all that, she runs in the other room. Why? Because she knows she's going to get fed. That's it. He opens that refrigerator, it's over. I'm getting fed. She don't see the food on her plate and all that. She's taking it by faith. I said, you want some food? You want... Breakfast, she wants supper. She said, you know, when she runs the other room, I know she knows she knows. Knows because she knows because she knows. Now, she may come back out and check on it, but you know, all that does is remind me that I need to be about my, the business. I said I'm going to do something, I need to do it. Did you get that? Believe God. Have faith in God. Have faith in His ability to make things happen. Amen. And I mean you just be going along and you don't hurt no more. You be going along and, and, and you know, doing the work, acting like you're healed, and there all of a sudden, you know, surprised to be so loved, you just heal and made whole. It's gone. Well, he gave thanks for the bread broken that we might be made whole, and he gave thanks with the uh, for the blood. Now the blood seals that deal. I mean, it, that, that's written in red what Jesus said. It's sealed with the blood of Jesus. Jesus is the guarantee of every promise in that book. In him is the yes and the amen. God will never change his mind. If you agree with God, see, you'll get what God has said. What's required? Agree with him. Diligently seek uh, his reward where that's concerned. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you that everything you promised... Even those words that we have forgotten about long ago, I believe that by the Spirit of God, you're going to cause those same desires and dreams and hopes to be stirred again and to come up to the, 
top. Just like you'd stir a pot, some of it is falling to the bottom and we just looking at liquid, but there's some substance. There is some real faith. You've been working behind the scenes. We don't see it on the surface, but down underneath, Lord, you are working things out, all things together for good. And we know that the guarantee of that is the blood of Jesus. That what you started, you're going to finish. That what you said, that your plan and purpose for our life was in the beginning, you're going to be working on that until the very end. And your end, the end is, is that you are the finisher. You're the finisher. He will perfect all that concerns me. That word perfect, perfect will of God, perfect, perfect, means finish. Finish. Paul said, I have kept the faith I have finished my course amen Amen. so father we thank you that in 2022 you're going to finish some things you're going to finish some things for us in Jesus name you're going to finish the work of fear it's not for us you're going to finish the lack and the insufficiency that's not for us you're going to finish lord uh, everything that you that concerns us in Jesus name you got any concerns you got anything you're believing god about uh, where that concern is where that concern is now you need to have some scriptures at least two or three witnesses if you're believing god your the title deed is do you have a scripture If you don't have a scripture, you can't present the title deed and claim what's yours. But if you have a scripture concerning that, then God's going to see. The finish finish of it is, is you'll possess that promise. Amen. Here's the finishing. Lord, we thank you. You're not finished with 2022. You're just getting started good. But nothing will look the same in my life, around me, in anything, my heart, my hand, my mind, anything in my life is not going to look the same as it is in this small beginning. We thank you will be greatly increased, greatly, greatly increased at the end of 2022. And here's to the finish line. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you for your time. Lord, we thank you for what you're uh, doing for the words that you're speaking to us. I know that this has been a little bit uh, different, might have been a little long and a little strong uh, for us, but I'm going to tell you what now. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to get moving. How about you? Are you ready to get moving? We've stood here and prayed long enough. God's heard our prayer. Now we need to act like it, and he's waiting on us. When we make a move, see, he can see your faith. They tore the roof off. They tore the roof off. And the Bible says, Jesus, seeing their face, said to the man, your sins are forgiven. Get up. Take your bed up and walk. You know, God can see your faith. What do you need to do this week? How are you going to put this word and those words that you have heard? God said, I'm going to give you a house. I'm going to give you a car. I'm going to give you a job. I'm going to give you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. 
For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church. 